Hey everyone, Quincy here. Wanted to say thank you for catching this replay of the hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro show on your audio platform of choice. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also learn more and enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash PSTM to enter to win for free today. Thanks again and enjoy today's episode. We're all here to ride the MSL waves, the mental strength league. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. Yo, what's going on guys? Joining in here on the live. We are coming to you live for an exclusive episode 52 of the Hashtag Ask a Soccer Pro Show. We are here at HyperX East. Sports Arena in Las Vegas. Shout out to my boy David Moon, COO of Allied Sports Esports. He hooked us up today. There's an event coming in here in about 20-30 minutes, uh, sponsored by New Egg in this amazing facility, over a 25 million dollar facility. These guys just developed out here this last what was it? Last in 2018. And uh, yeah, I let him know that we're doing the show tonight, and he said, "Come on over." and shoot the show live. So what's great about today's episode is uh, the theme of the day is being ready when your opportunity comes. And we had an opportunity to come here uh, with, with the eSports Arena and do the live stream. So that's what we decided to do. So shout out everybody who's joining in. Katie, I see you joining in on the live. What up, what up? Eli, welcome to the live. Duran, what up? Paul, how you doing? Living's person McKay joining on the live. The one known as Anthony, what's going on? The one, how you been, man? Good to see you. Good to see you. If you guys can hear me all right, spam that little like button there in the corner. If you can hear me okay, if I'm coming in all right. I wasn't sure if the uh, connection would be great here or not, but wanted to at least give you guys a little bit of a tour of the, the facility here, which is awesome, which is dope. We got a nice little private VIP tour yesterday. If you guys have been following at all what's been going on, I'm out here in Las Vegas for the CES conference, CES 2020. Um, I came out here with Earl Edwards, my teammate. We've been just soaking up the knowledge just so we can download it into your guys' brain and talk to you about that here on the MSL because you know what it is. It is the hashtag ask a soccer pro show with your host, 11 year MLS pro and current free agent, hopefully going into my 12th year, Quincy Marquois. I know we talk or I talk to you guys about MLS. That's what I've been doing. But on this show, we talk about the MSL, the mental strength league. It's the game that is happening all around you. You're either playing the game or you're a pawn steady getting played in the game. We talk about mindset, mentality, and how to take your game on and off the field to the next level. I'm happy to have you guys join in on the live, like I said, at the eSports Arena. This place is dope. So if you guys got any questions, this is your chance to ask a pro any and all questions. For those of you who are joining in for the first time, Welcome, we're happy to have you. We're here developing a long-term winner's mindset and our community is steady, growing to figure out ways to better improve and help uh, help each other grow. So if this is your first time joining in, happy to have you. And Luis Felipe is joining in. And for those of you who do not know, we've got a special guest calling in on the live here um, in about 15 minutes or so. My sister, Kristen Ameriqua, she is actually about to be eligible to enter to the draft, and I thought, what better time to break down the mentality of a future pro than on the show. So Kristen will be joining in here on the live, and I'm excited to get into the mental breakdown. As you guys know, later in the show, we like a new segment that will be continuing here for the entirety of 2020. Uh, For those of you who weren't in last week, Sonia Richards-Ross, Olympic gold medalist Sonia Richards-Ross, had joined in on the live talking about her mentality and what it was like 
as she said, losing a gold medal, but eventually winning a gold medal in 2012. So if you guys haven't checked out that episode, that show, that replay, make sure you head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, get your mental download of that and get ready to download more AmeriCorps mentality. It'll be really good uh, to see the difference in mindset and approach to the game. I, I think my sister has approached the game much differently than me, and uh, I think she is greatly benefited from doing so. Uh, her, her older brother's pr- probably made plenty of mistakes, so I think she's been, uh, she's been able to learn from my mistakes and, and, uh, and, and accelerate her process, which has been great to see. So she'll be joining here on the live soon, but before we jumped into all of that, I really wanted to break down the the topic the topic and theme of today and what's what seems to be so coincidental about the topic and themes of the day it seems like since 2020 is about the vision and we're making sure everybody's coming coming correct with the vision that the theme of the day seems to always align with what is going on and what is happening hey what up (laughs) uh that's Tanya, 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 sorted, social media manager Tanya sorted me out, made sure we, we got set up. This is super uh, last minute, but David made it happen and Tanya set us up. They're getting, I'm going to be set up in the back studio here, getting the lights and everything set up. Uh, but opportunity, being ready when your opportunity comes. Are you ready? And I think us shooting the live here and getting set up and making this happen means we've been ready for our opportunity because we've been waiting for that opportunity to come for a while. And we're here now making that happen. So I'm happy to have you guys joining in with me and checking out and seeing how the hard work pays off in the long run if you do the work, don't make excuses, and take advantage of your opportunities when they come. And be willing and open to see, to seeing opportunity, even if it's opportunity that others aren't able to see. Because, like I said, 2020 is about vision. And people will become aware of what Perfect Soccer is, what we stand for, what we preach, what we talk about. And I'm happy to have all of you MSL Army members. That's what I'm talking about, Connor. What's going on? Hit me with the I'm in your head emoji. Love that. So let's cover everything as usual as we like to get into it before we get uh, my sister in, uh, get my sister in here on the live so uh, a couple of updates of what's going on if you guys haven't checked out the club 11 magazine interview and photo shoot that i did with the guys over at club 11 definitely go and check that out i've updated that on my website as well as the newsletter go into depth on many of the perspectives of being a an american player and what that has been like over the last 10 years and uh updating you guys on the coaches convention January 15th through the 20th, I will be out in Baltimore attending the convention. So if you want to come see me in person, take some I'm in your head emoji photos, I'm giving some perfect soccer merch to the first 250 people who spot me out at the convention and uh, have a bit of fun. So we're going to have a lot of fun there. I'll love to see all of you guys in person, uh, sign some merch, some autographs, and have some deep level MSL conversation. So if you are in the Baltimore area during that time, make sure you come out and say hello. And that's enough for the updates on what's going on on that side. Wanted to make sure you guys were getting over all the information you're needing with what's been going on and what is coming up um, here soon. Uh, Connor had said, I think that I'm the only person watching from England. Love that. I love the support and I love seeing you join in the live every single week. Uh, dedicated and loyal followers, I salute you. The MSL Army grows and we are getting international. Uh, Mari408, Welcome to the live. Isabel, Sophia, how are you doing? Uh, ben underscore Jamaican said, I've been doing the 10 push-up challenge. Day eight for me. I forgot to film myself yesterday, though. Big frick. <laughs> I can just film myself today doing it. Love that. If you guys did not know about the 10 push-up challenge, go and check out. What was that? Um, ben, what was that? Was that episode 50? Episode 50 or 51? 49? I don't even know. It's turning into a blur, but I'm loving seeing you guys joining in consistently and taking on taking on any and all challenges and just holding yourself accountable and responsible for what it is that you're trying to achieve because that's what we're focused on promoting and pushing out here. You guys 
you know here at Perfect Soccer, we're selling the idea that you and the team you build is all you need to get to wherever you want to be in life in soccer. So I'm happy to have you join in as always. Um, but yeah, as of the theme of the day, I want to just talk about what did it mean to actually, what does it mean to be ready when the opportunity comes? And how do we prepare for future opportunities? Um, we've discussed this at length and we will always continue to discuss this because it will never not be true. But a big, big, um, a big, big thing that is important in being ready for your opportunity when it comes is getting in your reps. For instance, you guys see me here going live right here from Esports Arena, last minute, ready to go. It's all because I'm putting in my reps. I'm prepared. I got my in your, I'm in your head backpack. I've got my merch. Right, I've got my other MSL merch, I've got my backup batteries, I've got uh, my t-shirts, my stickers, all of that. All of that stuff is the result is reps. Those are reps. Those are saying, hey, maybe no one cares about what's going on and what this stands for and what this represents right now, but it's but I believe it's because they don't understand what it is yet. And if I make if I make the excuse of not willing to get my business cards made and getting my hat made and my merch and talking to people and engaging with them and hearing them and listening to their listening to their feedback and taking that in and applying that to improve myself my message what it is that I'm trying to do over time many many opportunities are going to present themselves right in front of my face and I'm going to be unable to recognize them when they happen and more unfortunately I won't be able to capitalize them when those happen so being ready when your opportunity comes is more important is, is is almost a higher priority than than um, having an opportunity, because what good does having an opportunity do you if you're not able to capitalize on it? So, um, a big reason I think a lot of people aren't 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 able to do that is because they might not see themselves as having much confidence in being able to do that. But what's most important, and I'm very happy that. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot. Forgot your name. Who said you were doing the push-up challenge that we talked about? Is getting those reps and doing that over time allows you to build confidence because you you're, you're confident in your ability to understand your capacity to do work, and the more consistent you are with doing that over time, the more your confidence builds. So confidence is just it's just a muscle, just like. Yeah, confidence is a skill and a skill that you build over time and you build your muscles over time so look at that like a skill one that takes practice and you're not going to get it perfect right out the blocks but in order to set yourself up for success and that's what we're talking about and what we want to do here you want to you want to make the goal that you're setting yourself to achieve on a daily basis so small that it is obtainable and it is easy for you to do and that's why I think the 10 push-up challenge is a great place to start because there are it, almost anybody is capable of doing 10 push-ups every single day. And maybe you can't do 10 push-ups right now at one time, but you can do one push-up every minute for 10 minutes. And if you can't do one push-up every minute for 10 minutes, then do one push-up every five minutes for 50 minutes. You can do that. And if that's where you need to start, then that's where you start. But everyone, everyone starts at a different spot, but in order to get to the top, you got to climb a tall mountain to get there. And if it was easy, everyone would do it, as I'm sure many of you have heard and you know. So let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Isabel had joined joined in on the live. Joe Jackson, oh, yeah, push-up challenge, still doing them from, that, from last week. I'm going to be interested to hear most of you guys when you get to day 30, see how you're feeling and uh, what types of things are starting to open up to you in terms of perspective and how you're walking through the world and what you're thinking about and how you're seeing it. So really love getting you guys' feedback every week. Uh, Quincy, I just want to say, Joseph said, Quincy, I just want to say a big thank you. You're the only big star to talk to us idiot youngsters to be better. <laughs> Listen, we're all idiots. And the faster you learn that, the faster you learn to stop caring what people think about you because they're stupid just like you are. And if we're all stupid, then hey, Let's help each other out because let's let's help each other because we're all we all don't know what's going on and we all don't know how to do it. Uh, the only thing we know how to do is to try, make mistakes, self-reflect, and hopefully learn from those mistakes. So uh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. We uh, we all start out real dumb, and then uh, once we think we're real smart, that's when we're probably the dumbest. Uh, T-A-T-J-R underscore 24 said soccer is my passion number one love that love hearing that um, soccer's 
Soccer is what we talk about here, so you are in the right place. John Hollinger, 27. Welcome. What's going on, brother? Happy to see you in the live. Official MLS memes joined in. Shout out, Daniel. We had a nice little conversation here a week or two ago. Daniel, if you maybe give me a little, let the people know a little bit of your takeaways. And, oh, Daniel, I think you had left me a message on the replay. Um, I've literally been traveling this whole time. Uh, please reach out to Katie, there, and she should be able to get you the link. If not, um, as soon as I get back to uh, Maryland, D.C., I will get that over to you. Let's see what we got here. Paul, what up? P.S. times MSL times CES. The vision gets clearer and clearer. Uh, the one known as Anthony asks, I try to up the ante and and do 20 military-style push-ups, not trying to brag. Hey, pushing yourself, I'm, I'm just making sure you're maintaining that standard. And what we're talking about is, hey, can you commit to that for the long term? So keep that going. Uh, shout out, Hyper Hyper X joined in on the live. Uh, I tried to up the ante. Uh, Sage of DBZ, uh, what are the top three most important things to master to go pro? What are the top three most important things to master to go pro? I think, well, the top number one thing to master is mentality on that list. Then I would say first touch and technical ability would be two. And then soccer IQ would be three. I think if you master those three things you're going to be able to be a pro because even if you're not athletic or fast or particularly fit or in shape, uh, you can get by with those three things. A really great mentality, great first touch and ball control and great soccer IQ and tactical awareness that that'll take you really far. Um, I mean, the mentality piece alone would probably lead you to not to being someone who is fit and knows how to take care of themselves and maintain that. So like mentality, Basically, the reason why I say mentality is number one on that and, mo and highest priority and most important is because everything else kind of – I'm not going to say everything will take care of itself, but you'll develop the, the habits to be the type of person to take care of everything else. So that's how I would break that down. Uh, Paul said everyone is always learning. Um, I, I think everyone has – everyone always has the opportunity to learn. Um, are you going to always be willing to – be open to learning and understanding that there's more to learn. Um, I think uh, an important thing to point on that as well, too, is just because there's always more to learn doesn't mean you shouldn't uh, be confident in what you know and 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 be scared to ever try anything. So that's not a that is not an excuse to wait until things are perfect before you take action. Um, waiting until something is perfect is just a different form of procrastination. It's actually a worse form of procrastination. Saying that you're waiting for something to be perfect means that you you're you're just looking for an excuse not to see how what you want to do won't work. Cuz whatever it is you want to do isn't going to work the first time. It's not going to work. And if it does, you you weren't the one to do it. You, someone else set it up and made it easy for you to do. If you're doing anything new, anything different, anything difficult, anything that you've never done before, you're not going to do it perfectly. You're not going to do it great the first time. So if your whole idea is it's got to be perfect, that's not going to happen. But you can always strive for perfection. That's why we talk about perfect soccer. We can't ever attain perfection, but we can always pursue perfection. And perfection can be anything and that's the beauty of it, because you get to define what perfect means for you and what's successful for me. Uh, you get to design your perfect life using the AmeriCorps process, the philosophies, the ideas we talk about here on this show. So how are you going to apply that for yourself, and what is your perfect life look like? What is that for you? Because what that is for you is uh, different than for me and the person next to you and, and um, all of that. So. Uh, Joe Jackson asks, is it possible to work on heading and timing without someone else with you? Uh, yeah, there's, I mean, you just got to get creative. When you're, when you're asking me that, I'm thinking about how would I do that. Um, I was even thinking if you guys have been following me on Instagram, you'd be seeing me do 
uh, training indoors. Shout out Ross for No Room No Problem, that segment over on One Skill, One Drill um, on the YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe there if you haven't already. But uh, I set up the ottoman in my house and, and put it up against the wall so I could practice shooting inside the house because the ottoman is, uh, is a pad and it hits there. You guys can see that I can literally take full shots from like five yards away in my home and get practicing. So there's always there's always a way to get creative. So when I'm thinking about that, if I'm wanting to practice timing of headers, I do something similar to uh, standing on top of the ottoman, bouncing and throwing it off the wall, uh, jumping down off the ottoman onto the ground, and when the ball bounces up again, jumping in the air and heading it into the wall. So there you go. That's what I would do if I wanted to practice timing of my headers indoors in my house. If it was snowing outside, I couldn't do it, or I didn't have uh, someone to work on them with me. So it doesn't have to look perfect. It just has to be effective. And I think that's the most important thing that I'm wanting you guys to take away from when you're watching and tuning in on the show. You don't know where this show's going to take you and where we're going to go, but we know how we're going to get there. We're going to get there with our seven-step core process, three S's of self-awareness, and taking responsibility for our future, putting in the reps, and being prepared for everything. Expect the unexpected. Be prepared for the unexpected. And when the unexpected happens, it's not unexpected because you expected it. Visualization, it all starts in your head. I'm in your head. MSL, Mental Strength League. You guys know what it is. Spam that heart button if you if you hear me. Tay Ross dot Tay Ross. It's our anniversary of friendship. It is. And are you going to be attending the coaches convention next week? I, I hope so, and we definitely need to set something up and do some type of interview while we're there to see what you're doing. Uh, Tay, uh, Taylor runs Crossbar, um, an awesome company with a great mission, and I know she has been working her buns off to get that stuff going, and it's great to see a fellow entrepreneur um, out here trying to make it work. Uh, let's see what we got here. And then Kristen... If you're in on the live, make sure you call to uh, send me the request so I can call you in because I'm not seeing you, and we'll get you on here in the next couple of couple of minutes. Let me answer a question or two, and then we'll jump into that section of the show. Um, Eli Gish asks advice for following up. Um, Advice for following up with college coaches. I'm currently a junior in high school, and I have been emailing college coaches. How often should I follow up to keep them updated and contact them? I think you want to keep them updated and co- contact them as frequently as you have new news to share. So so even if what you're doing is small or whatever, if there's a, another accomplishment, I would include that in reaching out. So I wouldn't just say, hey, just reaching up, reaching out. Actually, I would just reach out to bother you until you gave me a response or or an answer, a yes or no, uh, but there is a more effective and efficient way of doing that. So it, it, it's almost saying have a reason to reach out, even if that reason is just to share some positive news of things that are going on in your world. So like, hey, Coach Mike, uh, this is Quincy. Um, if if you if you if you haven't you know gotten a chance to see my previous email, I sent you an email over two weeks ago with my soccer resume. Here's a link to my soccer resume for your reference. I'm reaching out because my team is, um, I just scored a hat trick in my last game at this tournament and we plan on being at this next tournament, call it soccer kickers tournament, uh, next week. I'd love to, uh, hopefully invite you out to come and see me or ask if there's anything that I could do to help facilitate that process, right? So, like, you're giving him an update on what's going on in your world. You're, you're, you're telling him the relevance of it. You're really directing him back to your soccer resume. I think if you do not have a soccer resume, you need to, you need to create one. You need to make one yourself. Um, we've just uh, – actually, oh, there's an announcement. We just now have, uh, have that service provided. So if you guys have seen my soccer resume, you go to quincyameriquad.org. Oh, sorry. You go to perfectsoccerskills.com slash QuincyCV, that's Q-U-I-N-C-Y-C-V. You can go and check out my soccer CV to get an understanding of what it is you need to have in it so you can market yourself to college coaches, professional coaches, and and other. Um, I need to, hopefully, Connor, if you're in the live, Connor, uh, what's the new link for 
So Connor's brought, been brought on the team so he can help you guys get those um, those resumes and websites made for you. Um, that's a paid service that we have available to you now. Uh, it does take a lot of work and time to build your website, edit videos, and make a logo and put all that stuff together. Um, but you can do that for free by searching on how to figure that out over on YouTube. But if you don't want to go through the stress of figuring all that and putting it together, you can get your very own soccer resume hosted on the PerfectSoccerSkills.com website and the Soccer Coaches Database website, which is, we're working to build uh, build out and, uh, and get people understanding and seeing the pool of players that we have available to us. So that's what I would do on the college coaching side. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but if you've enjoyed listening to this episode and learning what it takes to increase your mental strength, well, how would you like to work with me one-on-one directly? Now you can with B-Pro Mentality. Head over to PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash B-Pro, that's PerfectSoccerSkills.com slash B-E-P-R-O to apply to work with our network of pro players today. Okay, so let me see, Kristen. Roth hits Sidner. What's going on? Oh, hello. Oh, hello. The facilities. Yes. Oh, look at you. Oh, wow. Where it all started. Yes. This corner. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's come room. full. The purple room. <laughs> it's come full circle. So, everyone, if you don't know the room that Kristen is currently sitting in right now, mm-hmm. that is the room where the uh, one, the one of the the room where the early episodes of the hashtag ask the soccer pro show started yeah half the equipment's still in here so <laughs> oh is it is it still sitting over there <laughs> oh my god yo um let me see slash Kristen ameriqua that would be great so for those of you for those of you who do not know today's guest is none other than Kristen Ameriqua, let me see. Let me pull up your stuff. Let me see your. Um, there it is. Oh, I was trying to see if I can get that going inside of it. There you go. I was trying to read your. That. Let me get in super close here. Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year, three-time All-Conference. What is that? Select Team, Mountain West First Team, three-time All-Pacific Region. Jeez, it just gets longer and longer, huh? 70 career starts, 24 points, 10 goals, and 4 assists. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. For the San Jose Spartans? Yep. Yes. And uh, hope and potential pro hopeful, correct? You're talking about the, the women's draft is coming up here soon. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. Kristen. Yes. Oh, there we go. So, Kristen... Ameriqua. So, Kristen, mm-hmm. we're happy to have you here on the live. Thank you. Happy and, to be here. Oh, there we go. Maybe <laughs> give a little bit of a breakdown and background as to who you are, what you stand for, and how you got here, and then we will jump into the mental breakdown because I'm, I'm, I'm dying to to <laughs> see how that that mind of yours works. Uh, of course you are. Um, uh-huh. So, as you said, I play at San Jose State. Um, We're from Bakersfield, California. That's where I'm at right now. Um, Yeah, I'm just looking to play professional, either here or overseas, trying to get my name out there, um, perfect my skills, uh, stuff like that. Um, Stay in shape, of course, build more strength. And um, see what's out there, get my name out mostly is what I'm trying to do right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, a little background. Okay, there you go. No, so more, okay, so more so background. So how did you get, how did you get to, how did you get to college? So what do you think, what do you think was the contributing factor you to, to you getting to the college level? And then mm-hmm. from there, what do you feel is going to be necessary for you to make the jump to the professional level? Um, I'd say right now it almost feels like I'm starting that process over again, it feels like. Um, but starting in high school and club and stuff, um, I felt like uh, a big part was, again, getting seen and getting the looks um, on top of obviously working on my game and bettering myself and then performing when the time came. Um, <coughs> but the process was... 
long <laughs> to get to college. Uh, it was definitely, I don't know, I don't know it was diff a little different, but there are some sim similarities from that and now trying to go pro. But um, there was a little bit more freedom, I think, going from high school, trying to find a college because it's more about also about your education, your academics and experience and all that stuff. There's more to it. And this is um, now trying to find a career, basically. And, um, you know, there's a lot more uh, aspects involved uh, that don't relate to, you know, school and stuff. But getting to school was, um, I know it was a tough decision, and this is even tougher. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, that, okay, that's good. So, so that's good to give context kind of for everybody where Kristen's at currently in the process. So let's, let's start with high school a little bit and that college transition because a uh, follower had just recently asked a, qu a question about college. So I think this would be good for, for those in the audience who are thinking about going to college or wanting to go to college. What do you mm -hmm. feel, because you're now completing that experience. And uh, I think you had an advantage that I think a lot of players might not have in having an older brother who went, you know, what I mean, an older sibling who played at the college level. So maybe that gave you at least a better an idea of what it could look like and how that works. But even having that experience, what do you feel that you were missing in that high school process or you didn't dedicate enough time to? And what is something and is that something you see a lot of a lot of players not doing and see that as a reason why they're not getting to the college level? Mm -hmm. um, I think a big thing that I wish I did more of was, um, I mean, first, I wish I had kind of looked into colleges a little bit earlier. Um, I feel like I kind of just put it off for a little while. Um, be, you know, so kinda, this is good. So, so uh -huh. be specific. So when did you start? And now looking back, when do you think it would have been better to start or best to start? Probably started well then again um it seems like they're starting to recruit earlier and earlier now so when i started it was kind of normal but also on the later side maybe junior year maybe sophomore going into junior year they also can't coaches can't talk to you obviously um until a certain point but um i wish i had been looking at schools and researching myself about what i was looking for not only focusing on like what coaches want from me as a player as well because college is you know not just the game it's your education it's like where you're going to be for four years stuff like that so there's more to it than just soccer or your sport whatever it is um so, like, okay yeah. so okay yeah no no i want to go ahead continue because i would no, have another question for you <laughs> i wish i had looked into more that side of things kind of decided what it is I was interested in what I wanted to do because I didn't you know really know what I wanted out of the school until it got closer to my um, signing and stuff and making a decision got you why do you think you put it off what what do you think the actual reason you were putting it off was um probably distractions and stuff high school but um also <laughs> not wanting to face uh just not wanting to not even that not realizing how important that stuff was at the time so Got you. not only not exactly was i putting that part off but i didn't realize um that that part was important to me until it got closer to me going to school and thinking about more um, of the aspects and things that I wanted to get out of the program than just soccer. Got you, got you. And now that you see yourself going through the similar process again from the college level to pro, mm -hmm. you're, are, you, are you saying you're seeing that sim, a similar thing, but the thing that is important is now different than what it was for uh, college? Yes, basically. Um, yeah, there's just, it's a similar process, but there are different, yeah, there are different things that are more important. There's different priorities um, in this process than just the college one. Gotcha. And what do you feel, do you feel like making that mistake is helping you better navigate the space now? Like, do you, do you think it was a, it was a, a necessary mistake or one that, yes, I'll just leave it at that. 
Do you feel yeah. that it's a necessary mistake? Uh, yeah, in a way. I think it um, helped me realize to look when making big decisions or trying to figure out uh, what I want to do next or, you know, um, just my future in general, kind of looking at things from different perspectives and trying to um, see it as a whole and not just as like one part of it. Got you. That makes sense. That's good. No, it does. And I think that's uh, really good for a lot of, uh, especially the people who are in on the live. I know that many of them are thinking about and worried about and processing their entire college process. And I think one thing that you pointed out and one thing you pointed out that I think is important for everybody to understand and take away is they are recruiting younger and younger. So that means you have less and less time to think about thinking about it. Yes. So the long, yeah, the longer you wait, the harder it becomes because there's more and more competition mm -hmm. starting earlier and earlier. So um, let's see. Uh, we'll take a, a question in from the fan, from the, from the followers. Uh, Hannah Hall asks, do you ever feel overwhelmed with the process and the game in general? Um, if so, what mental tools do you use to help you? Uh, from Kreas and Han. <laughs> um, you want me to answer that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's okay. what I'm asking you. That's what. Oh uh, no, that she's at. She's asking you, right? So. Oh, from Kreas and Han. Got it. Thanks, guys. Shout yes. out, Hannah. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, do I ever feel overwhelmed with this process? Uh, yeah. Definitely. Um, it's overwhelming thinking about just like the transition from high school to college, thinking about the next step and where you're going to end up in the future is, um, can be a lot at times, you know, you feel like there's just like, uh, a lot of unknown things, you know, mm -hmm. people ask you, Oh, what's your next step? What are you going to, uh, what's next for you? It's like, I, my answer half the time is, I don't know because I'm setting up everything that I can, but I can't know anything for sure until it happens almost, or until I get feedback. And so Got that's you. the overwhelming part. So but, what do you what do you do to deal with that overwhelm? Like, so that's, that's the space between what you're doing and knowing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where that overthinking can happen. So when you are feeling overwhelmed, what is it that you're doing in those moments um, to prevent that or to kind of get it under control? Um, yeah, I would say patience is obviously key in this uh, sense, but what I do specifically is I kind of just focus on what I can do, what I can control. And um, those are the, like me going out and making sure I work out, work on my touch, fix things that I know I can, um, you know, I can control and I can do better and kind of let the rest fall into place because there's only so many things that I can do. And at some point I have to let the rest um, kind of take care of itself. But as long as I know that I'm doing what I can in that moment and preparing myself for like a tryout or having my resume ready to send out to someone or, you know, doing what I can to um, <coughs> give myself the most and the best opportunities. That's about all I can do. Got you. So sure. what do you feel, what do you feel it is, uh, what do you feel you provide or you do that sets you apart from your competition? Like uh, just in my game, like physically on the field? Let's say, we'll, let's stick more so to, to mentally. Like mentally, what do you feel sets you apart from your competition? Um, the main thing is, I guess you'd call it competitiveness just me like not accepting the fact like i even if i'm losing i won't accept the fact that i'm losing like i will still stay in the game as if either we're tied or i'm winning like i never i don't know i guess competitiveness pride i don't know what you would want to call it but um okay. just you won't you you're looking at you're basically saying like the game isn't over until the whistle until yeah. the whistle's done and it is done. Yeah, and you're not accepting that you've lost the game until there's no more game to be played. Yes. And also like no matter it doesn't matter who I'm going against whether whatever your stats are 
whatever, you know, wherever you're from, the hype, anything. I play everyone the same, like with the same amount of respect. And so I feel like that's the same. Um, like I'm always competitive no matter who I'm playing against. Got you. And you, no, that's good. No, I like that. Um, Thanks. Well, that's mentally. So physically, what do you feel sets you apart? Um, physically, what do you feel is your competitive advantage on the field? Um, mostly my uh, ability in the air is what I would tell most people or most coaches, especially. Um, I know in the women's game, it's not as like prevalent and it's not as common for girls to be super athletic in the air and have good timing with heading and <coughs> all that stuff. And that's something I really pride myself on and I like to showcase whenever I can. And then just obviously my athleticism and physical strength and um, anticipation, stuff like that. Got it. So you would you say, uh, would you say a big part of your game is more your ability to read the game or, or the athletic side? Like if you're saying it's, if you're leaning 51-49, which one are you leaning? Uh, I don't know. I like to use both. I feel like both coming together is what makes it uh, what makes it work. Because, I mean, if I'm going to be good in the air, it's not helpful. If I don't know how to read the game, I can't time it or whatever, and vice versa. If I'm going to read the game, I can see that the ball's coming. But if I don't know how to get up and win it, then what's that help, you know? Yes. So using those together, I think, is my strength. Awesome. Yeah, Hannah said, great answer. Thank you. We love you. Always rooting you on. S-Y-L-V, uh, Sylvia Loss said, that's my captain. So, <laughs> lots of love from the fans. Loving that. Uh, thanks for, yeah, the teammates coming in and showing some love. So love seeing that. Um, let me see. what. So how... So the theme of the day is being ready for opportunity once it comes, right? So uh, how how have you prepared for opportunity thus far in your soccer career? Um, whew, prepared for opportunity. I guess kind of like I said before, how opportunity is like um, part of the unknown. You know, you don't know it's going to come up. So I guess just making sure that my I'm prepared physically and that I'm just constantly working on my game whenever I can, uh, whether it's going out and doing it or um, watching it or, you know, fixing my resume or whatever it is. Um, that way I'm ready for the opportunity when it, when it comes around. Nice. Um, let me see. Sorry, I was looking at the other one that we had here. So, um, can you can you tell can you tell us a, about a time where you just had to put in the work but weren't getting any attention for it? Put in the work but weren't getting any yeah. attention for it. Any attention for it? Yeah. I mean, like behind the scenes work. Yeah, just in, in yeah, just like how do you take take in that question? Like, it, can you give us a time where? Maybe you felt you were deserving of an opportunity or earned an opportunity that wasn't coming your way um, or, or uh, that you knew you were working for. Um, mm -hmm. Have you had that experience? Have you ever felt that? Have you ever had to deal with that? Well, um, first thing that I'm thinking of is my sophomore year of mm -hmm. college. Um, you know, that sophomore slump everyone likes to talk about. Uh, mm -hmm. I definitely felt that. I think um, it didn't help that I was injured part of that season, but that's besides the point. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, I remember I got moved from center back to holding mid, and in the way that we were playing, I just felt like I wasn't getting the right opportunities. I felt like I wasn't really with our team at that time. I felt like that wasn't the right spot for me. And I felt like that was a time when I was really trying. I felt like I was doing um, doing the things that I thought, you know, were right, but it just didn't seem like the right fit. So it was like kind of 
lost a little bit. It felt like I was lost in the midfield uh, because of, you know, the things that I pride myself on, the ball winning, the, you know, um, just reading the game and defending and stuff like that. It just felt like I um, wasn't getting to showcase those parts of my game as much. And so, yeah. So when, when you, yeah, so when you were dealing with that, mm -hmm. um, what do you feel, what do you feel had to happen on your end to get yourself out of that? Um, kind of just accepting it and like owning it and then finding, okay. um, since the parts of my game that I'm usually, um, like strong in like my strengths and stuff weren't helping me as much in that position. I kind of had to find other ways to contribute to the team and figure out how I fit in that role. And so I had to use other, just other parts of my um, skills or, you know, skill set to. So, so you, so you had to, you had to develop, you had to develop new aspects, new tools in your tool belt. Mm -hmm. So like what, what, um, how did you go about doing that? Like, what were what were some things that you did that allowed you to be able to to develop your game, to to um, to to plug those holes, those gaps in your game that you became aware of? Yeah, for me, a lot of it happened during games, when I would, I don't know, I'm just picturing uh, during a couple games, mm -hmm. um, actually realizing like in the moment <clears throat> when something just wasn't working or when I was like, dang, like. <laughs> I need to get that together and it was like a switch and so maybe from that usually it was game experiences when I would realize it and then maybe I'd work on it in practice the next time and that'd be what I focused on. Got like you. I, no, it's, no that, that's really, I want to make sure I, 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 I point that out because I think that's very important. Like um, mm -hmm. in-game experience is vital to the development of players and mm -hmm. I think a lot of players and parents and people are thinking, oh, we need to be on the best team and the best organization on the best whatever. And what I try to make sure that they understand is, yeah, it's good to be on the best, mm -hmm. but if you're playing mm -hmm. with the best, if yeah. you're just watching the best and hanging out with the best, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not getting any action with the best. Um, someone who's getting multiple, multiple games, multiple, multiple reps over a period of time has an opportunity mm -hmm. to catch and pass you because because they're just getting more exposure. They're, they're able to make more mistakes. They're able to see more scenarios and and to adjust. So would you, um, do you see that as being similar, uh, a similar way in which you look at it? Do you think differently than that? No, I agree. Um, I think a lot of times when I realize or am I, I'm exposed a lot of times is during a game. And, you know, when you're not playing, you don't really get that opportunity as much. Maybe you get it in practice sometimes. But with the amount that you scrimmage during practice versus a 90-minute game, you know, where uh, stakes are higher, there's more competition, you know, you're not playing with your own teammates. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's certain things that you get from practice, but playing in games is like a different aspect and being able to get as much experience in those times when it counts is really important. Awesome. You know, Paul said the Ameriquaza are soccer savages. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Paul. Uh, uh, let's see. So what uh, what do you do as captain when you guys are losing the game and everything goes wrong? How do you get a win in those games? That's a good question. Um, me personally, with my team, I liked even just after we get scored on, Let's say even if it's tied, whatever. After we get scored on, I like to bring the team in and, like, kind of regroup. Um, just make sure every, no one's heads are down, um, you know, because, like I said before, it's not over. Or like you said before, it's not over until the final whistle blows. So I don't care if we're down 3-0, whatever. Um, <laughs> so just making sure everyone's on the same page. Um bring everyone in kind of like a reset button and then we open back up and keep playing. And uh, in those moments, I think communication is a really um, large factor, keeping like the same to keep that energy going and keeping the high intensity of play 
that way because when it gets quiet and you know people stop talking they stop trying they get out of the game they're not focused so um, making sure i'm that's how i can keep everyone in the game (laughs) no i got you uh another question we got here and uh, we've got maybe we've got five more minutes that we'll have Kristen here. So if you guys got any more questions, make sure you drop them down here and we can get those asked before she's got to take off. And then Instagram will kick us off. So we make sure we uh, <laughs> we get all the questions in before Instagram totally kicks us off here. Uh, but uh, most important part of being a leader, what do you feel you're leading? Uh, st- what is your leading style? Um, for me, I like to... Um... I like to have a relationship with as many as my te- of my teammates as I can. Um, that way you understand them not only on the field but off the field. And obviously team chemistry is a really big thing. Um, our program really, pride our, really prided themselves on that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's something I really agree with. And so as a leader, I – you know, feel like it's my job to reach out to teammates, um, to coaches. You know, having a good relationship with your coaching staff is really important as well. That way you can be that link between players and um, the staff. And kind of just reading the feel of the team, seeing when um, when more energy is needed, when it needs to be, you know, game face may be on, it needs to be serious. Uh, just kind of reading the room and knowing – what your team needs and that comes a lot from you know knowing each of your teammates as best you can gotcha no i like that that is huge i think developing relationships with your teammates in your locker room is the most under valued (laughs) and under yes underrated thing like people most people aren't willing to do it because it requires that you're willing to put do work that you don't get credit for right Uh now but it's 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 massively important when your team hits really tough moments, especially, you know, at any point in time in the season, that can happen early, that can happen late. And um, if the person that you're playing with knows that you care, mm-hmm. uh, the if the other team doesn't have that dynamic, they, they really have no chance to, to stop mm-hmm. what you got going on. Yeah, no one wants so, to play for you. <laughs> they don't yes. So let's see, we got, let's try to, we'll, get through them we'll fire around them here quick so we make sure we're getting through it um uh uh, paul had asked how has quincy impacted your soccer career Mm. Uh, yeah i'm just kidding um he hasn't at all he's terrible um i would say it's nice having you know um a family member that's well into the league too you being uh 10 years older makes it um very easy to, you know, what I've almost been able to watch your whole process before I've even started mine. And, um, oh, wow. that's true. That's true. Holy yeah. crap. <laughs> Not like two years ahead of me. <laughs> 12. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but he's impacted my career by, I don't know, since the beginning, I think people kind of assume I started playing soccer because you played soccer and that, I don't know, not exactly how it worked. I feel like I started playing soccer because dad threw me in soccer. <laughs> and yeah. Good at it. So he kept me in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. I think just getting to watch and see that, um, you know, you can always think or believe that you can be successful and stuff, but getting to watch and see you be successful, like a close family member, like a, um, the brother, <laughs> uh, yeah. do things that, you know, not everyone thinks or believes they can do is kind of like encouraging and makes you think like, Oh, well, if my brother can do it, I can, of course I can do it a hundred times. Okay, right. <laughs> I, I know that. I know that idiot myself. Like if he can do it, I totally can do like, <laughs> it. Literally anyone can. Well, that, and that's what I keep trying to tell people. I'm going like, Hey, listen, like, literally anybody can do this but you have to do the work and that's really yeah. all it is because yeah. if you're looking at me and you think i'm an idiot and i suck at soccer and i can't do, i'm going like okay you think all that and if that's true how am i i mean i'm here so I'm then here. you can do yeah exactly. i'm here so you can do it too just go over to the website and just listen to what we're talking about it's super easy we're telling you we're, yeah like do it. 
Look at look at me. I'm, look, you guys, you guys have been calling me an idiot the whole time, and I'm still here. So like, so you guys idiot, just, I'm good. saying. Then who can't? Then who can't? There you go. No. Okay. So we. No, I like that. So we got. Uh, let's say we got the last two minutes here okay. with you. I wanted to ask the last question that we've got over here, and that is, what is some advice uh, that you have for other players in your current position, or maybe those just starting college soccer or club soccer? I'm sorry. Say that again. You cut out a bit. Oh, sorry. So what is your advice to other players in your current position or maybe those just starting college soccer or club soccer? Um, my advice would be for starting college, I would say to um, one thing I wish I did more of was going out after putting an extra work from the start um, of the season and not waiting until, you know, junior year to start doing it. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing. That way you can reach your full potential or at least closer to your full potential by the time you're done with college and you have more opportunity. To, if you want, then you have the opportunity to play, um, keep playing at the next level. And then, um, <coughs> what was the other part of the question? No, so, no, but that's okay. And that's good because <laughs> we want to, I, I want to make sure we get the whole thing in. before Instagram kicks us off. So it's really more so, uh, yeah, no, it's really more so uh, advice you had to players in your position. And I think, I think that's a good, that's a good one to kind of end it on is just saying like, Hey, do the work now. Don't wait, mm -hmm. get the reps in and just make it a part of your lifestyle and make a good habit out of it. And then once you get to whatever point in your career you get to, if you want, if if you want to continue, you can. And if you don't, then you can stop. But you don't want it to be, you don't want to have less opportunities because you waited too long to make a decision to, exactly. to take it serious. Yeah. So, no, I think this has been a great episode. I'm very happy that you're able to join in on the live and I'm happy to see all your uh, friends and uh, followers and supporters and teammates um, joining in and, and yeah, no. <laughs> love the love man love love you know so um yeah if you maybe quick shout outs on where people can follow you if they want to follow your professional journey or your just your journey in general and hopefully it turns into a professional journey here moving forward uh yes my you do uh, them a favor and send them over that link but kristen thank you very much for joining in i'm happy to have you in the live we'll definitely have to have you come in here in the future and get an update on what's been going on on your side of the world Sounds good. All, All right. right. Well, think I'll see you later. Bye. Yo, so that is a, a wrap for uh, that mental breakdown interview. Thank you very much, Kristen, for joining in on the live. Those were some great questions that came in from the fans. And um, it's nice to kind of see. I'm learning just as much as you guys are. Like I said, they're always learning, even though uh, Kristen's my sister and you know, I've known her my whole life. There's still stuff that you can learn um, always. And it's cool to kind of hear her process and how she's kind of looked at it from from that perspective now starting into her career. Um, yeah, no, it's really dope to see. So um, as we're wrapping up here on the episode, I wanted to make sure that I encourage you guys to head over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio and subscribe to the to the radio station and podcast. We've got plenty of episodes. Episode one of the Perfect Soccer Podcast just got launched this Monday, so you guys will want to check that out. That is awesome. Paul has done a great job to help get interviews of some of your favorite pro players. And if there's a pro player you'd like us to interview next, make sure you let us know who you want us to interview by sending an email to contact at perfectsoccerskills.com. We will get that going right away. We've got uh, Sean Johnson. That'll be coming out soon. Fataya Lache, Mikey Ambrose, um, man, JT, Jackson Yule. Akeem Ward, Earl Edwards, Ross LeBeau, Ryan Mash, Ryan Johnson. I mean, the list is getting longer and longer. So we will be dropping that content here every Monday, I think, is where we've decided on that. And uh, over on our radio station uh, is where you can subscribe and listen to that. So make sure you do that. Uh, final couple updates. Coaches Convention, January 15th through the 18th in Baltimore. I will be there, and I would love to see you guys. First 250 people to see me with our IMN Your Head photos posted over on Insta and Twitter and all that stuff, uh, we'll get a free 
shirt, some dope MSL merch. I'm really happy to have you guys join in every single Thursday at 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST, and uh, just the love we're getting over on social media. So uh, keep sending in your questions, keep joining us here on the live, and keep applying what it is that we're teaching, and I know you will get results from it, and I love hearing from you guys. Uh, big thank you to everyone who joined in, and I will see everybody next week for episode 53 of the Hashtag Ask the Soccer Pro Show. You never know where we'll end up next. Shout out. Quincy Ameriqua here, and thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to share it with someone you feel will get some value from it. And if you could take a moment to leave a review of our podcast wherever you're listening and let us know who you would like us to interview next, we'll get working on it right away. You can re-listen to this episode and all our other interviews, episodes, and audio shows over at perfectsoccerskills.com slash radio. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash R-A-D-I-O. You can also enter to win free weekly soccer prizes, goals, balls, jerseys, player meet and greets, and more by heading over to perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M. That's perfectsoccerskills.com slash P-S-T-M to enter to win for free today. Thanks again, and see you guys in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.